When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas, who's been producing this show since 2008. This week, I've got a great interview for you. If you love the idea of traveling but always seem to find excuses not to book your next trip, it's time to reframe your mindset about chasing adventure. Whether you can only get away for long weekends or you're able to take some extended tours, it's possible to do it on a budget. The trick to traveling for less, which many people call travel hacking, is to tap multiple tools, such as credit cards, alerts, and reward programs, and to be creative. Often, assembling your trip piecemeal rather than buying a package is the secret for snatching the best travel deals. To get some high-level travel secrets from someone who is a serious pro, I interviewed Jen Ruiz, who wrote The Affordable Flight Guide, How to Find Cheap Airline Tickets and See the World on a Budget. This is a new book that she just launched, and she talks about how she realized that travel really made her happy. And so she decided to make it a priority in her life before her 30th birthday. So last year, Jen set out to take 12 trips in 12 months while holding down her full-time job as an attorney for a nonprofit. Well, Jen surpassed her goal and actually completed 20 trips to destinations like Greece, Argentina, Thailand, and Iceland. And she did it on the cheap, I mean, serious cheap, with flights that cost as little as $5 one way and flights that average $300 round trip. Jen's budget travel tips have gotten a lot of attention in the media. She's been featured in top outlets like the Washington Post, and she was even featured on ABC News. The Naples Herald named her on their top 40 under 40 list. So in my interview with Jen, we talk about a lot of different things related to traveling and saving money. We cover how she flew to New Zealand for less than $38. We talk about the fastest ways to accrue airline points for free fares, smart ways to use credit card travel rewards, tips for using one-way flights to your advantage, the best ways to let deals and error fares come to you, 
and some good search tips, including Google Flights and going incognito, and why you should sign up for all the airfare deals, not just those from airports that are nearest to you. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jen. This is episode number 540, Tricks to Travel More with Less Money and Time. Okay, on to my interview with Jen. Jen, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Laura. You are a pretty interesting person because you not only work full-time as an attorney, but last year you took 20 trips in 12 months. That's pretty impressive. So I'm dying to know a little bit about your story, why you wanted to travel so much, and how you managed to pull it off while working full-time. Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, I started off as I was approaching my 29th birthday. That's when I began the 12 trips in 12 month challenge. I just realized that I was going to be welcoming a new decade and that as accomplished as I was professionally, there was still kind of a gap personally that I wanted to fill. And I knew that a year is a short time span to somehow pull out of nowhere a husband and a, and a child and anything like that um, to make a family in that short time period. So I wanted to have something that I really accomplished that was personal to me uh, and that felt big. So that's when I started this journey. And I started off just by taking more along the lines of long weekends, um, short vacations rather than longer trips. Uh, my final trip just recently in January to celebrate my 30th birthday was a 10 day trip to Thailand and Cambodia. Um, so that was a little bit longer, but it helped me a lot to be able to plan these trips around existing holidays, existing days that I would already be able to have off to be able to just kind of take shorter trips, even abroad to places like Europe. Um, so I was able to do that. Yeah, that's great. So were you working a little bit while you were traveling or were you pretty much on vacation while you were gone? I tried to look at actually traveling as my only sort of release or vacation um, just because to make so many trips happened, uh, so many other things had to go into that. I had to take on a second job where I teach English online every morning. Uh, so since February of 2017, I have been waking up every single morning uh, to teach English around 6 a.m. or so. And I even on weekends, Saturdays, Sundays, any day that I'm not traveling, I'm teaching just to supplement my income as a nonprofit attorney. And then from there, I've realized that it becomes a different experience every time that you travel, and it's always worth it. Yeah, it really is. Travel is just one of those things that many people feel like is a luxury, but I do feel like it's such a big part of education. Um, I took some extended trips in Europe when I was in college one summer, and that summer was so formative for me. You know, it really opened my eyes to a whole new world, and I think if people can take travel a little bit more seriously and, and do what you've done and just try to make it a priority, it really does pay off in so many different ways. So I, I give you a lot of credit for that. And um, what a wonderful way to celebrate a 30th birthday as well. <laughs> yes, it felt like a celebration every trip that I went on. And I'm not the sort of person that extends their birthday celebrations. Typically, uh, I'm usually, you know, 24 hours, that's what you're given. But i I liked that I was celebrating in a way and marking my independence and marking my ability to be able to go and do these trips now. I'd worked so hard and I'd spent so many years in school that it felt like I a reward to myself, like a treat uh, to be able to 
take myself on these adventures and just experience new things. Like you said, I think it's very formative and I wasn't able to take advantage of that as much as I would have liked to in my schooling because I was so pressured to do well and I really wanted to excel in my academics. So I didn't really take the time off to do other forms of learning. And I feel like I'm maybe late to that game, but it's been incredible. And just the effect that it's had on me in this short time, how it's completely changed my life from when I first started. Um, When I first started this, I was kind of feeling a little bit in a rut. At this point, I had been practicing for a couple of years and I started to feel disillusioned with the realities of the world. You know, there's a lot of financial burden. There's a lot of issues with time management and it becomes hard to find something that you do that you really enjoy, especially on a daily basis. And that was what travel was for me, was seeking that happiness in my day where even if I'm at home and I'm just looking over potential sites or attractions at a destination I might want to visit, that that was really a release for me. And I, I'm really glad that I had that. Yeah, it's so fun to look forward to a trip and and spend time planning it. And you've done something that I've never done, which is travel by yourself. So what's that like? And especially as a woman, I mean, I wonder if a lot of people would feel intimidated about being a female solo traveler. Has that been Uh, any kind of issue or barrier for you? It was definitely an adjustment at first. So I had, I've always, I guess, approached travel in the same way that most people do. You see a good deal. Maybe at first, before I started all of this, I would see something on Groupon or something of the sort. And at that point, before I knew better, I would think like, oh, that sounds great. You know, seven day trip for $7, let me, or $700. Let me see if I can get anybody else to join in on this with me. Um, But I found that the older I got, the harder that it became to coordinate my schedule with friends. And that's not a a bad thing necessarily. It's just the way that life goes. People have their own jobs, their own ability to take time off. It just became difficult to get people together and then also to have the money and the finances at the same exact time to book a trip. So it was Uh, it was a chore and it wasn't, and I've traveled with friends in this past year, two of the trips. I actually have friends that ended up accompanying me uh, of the 12 and I'm very happy to have had them there, but it was more of a mindset that I wasn't going to let not having somebody to go with stop me because I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. I know that I'm a capable, educated individual, um, able to figure out problems and assess new surroundings. So I kind of just put a little bit more faith in myself than maybe I had before when I had been relying on others as a crutch. And that in and of itself is so life-changing just to be able to have that sense of feet, to be able to have that sense of victory over your own fears and your own anxiety and what might happen. And to know that you went and you came back and not only did you survive, but you really enjoyed it. Um, So that, I think, has been empowering in its own sense. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the ways that you've been able to travel on a pretty, I would say, inexpensive budget. You know, you've been able to find some amazing deals. You've got a new book out called The Affordable Flight Guide, How to Find Cheap Airline Tickets and See the World on a Budget. And there is so much great information in your book. I was saying that I've kind of skimmed over it, but I'm definitely going to read all of it uh, pretty carefully. I'm doing a lot more traveling myself this year. and. Some of the, yeah, some of the trips have already been planned, and some of them are 
uh, where I'm just a plus one for my husband because he gets to travel a lot for work. But it's something that I'm thinking a lot more about myself. I'm able to work remotely and have a pretty flexible schedule. So I want to take advantage of all the travel that I can. And one of the places that you mention in the book is New Zealand. I would love to go there. Not only is it far away, but in a lot of cases, you always hear that it's an expensive ticket to get there. But you talk about getting from Miami to New Zealand for $38, or actually less than $38. How did you do that? So that was one of my bigger feats. Um, I definitely knew that I had destinations in mind that are always expensive to reach. So when I have the ability um, to redeem travel points or awards for a destination, I try to save it for somewhere that is always going to be expensive. So in this case, I had accumulated travel points or travel miles through my membership with a new credit card. The best part about having travel credit cards is that they offer bulk sign-up bonuses anywhere from 5,000 to 100,000 miles, which can usually, or at least they advertise it usually as guaranteeing you a round-trip flight to anywhere. Now, you don't need a travel credit card to be able to accrue points or miles, and there's definitely other ways that you can do so, but it's one of the fastest ways to do so if you just know that there's a destination that you want to reach that you're never going to be able to get to, um, usually on a sale or a fare alert or an error fare or something like that, um, which is a whole other method for hunting. Uh, So when you have those points that you've accrued, and a lot of times it can be intimidating for people first because they hear credit and they cringe. Uh, People get nervous about any kind of credit program. But if you pay it off completely and you really take control of your finances, you could be getting rewards for payments that you're making anyways. Uh, My mom is actually one of those people who traditionally is very much will just function off of the debit card and, and all of that. And after happily after reading my book, she realized because she's a small business owner that she could be processing her payroll through credit cards and getting these benefits in return. She just purchased a house in Puerto Rico and was worried about the flights there for her and her husband. Um, So now with that, they'll be able to fund their trips or a good portion of it just with payroll allotments that they would have been making either way. Um, So I think it's more of having less of a you know, hands-off approach and and no way it's not for me because it's credit and more of how can I make this work for me? How can I make this to my benefit? So in my case, I was able to get bulk sign-up miles for one card of about 60,000 or so. Normally that would have been enough for any normal destination that's not New Zealand, that's not Japan, that's not any of these other really expensive places to reach. Um, But in this case, it was only enough to get me just the one way to New Zealand, which I booked for $38. That was the price of the taxes and fees. And taxes and fees will vary when you're doing an award flight, depending on the country of origin and all kinds of other factors. Um, But so after I booked that, I didn't get discouraged and then think, oh man, this was such a ripoff. It was guaranteed to get a round trip flight and I'm only getting there. How am I getting back? I had to get creative with it. And I think that's the step where a lot of people falter because they they get this they get disillusioned or you know they just realize they just think it's not worth pursuing any further but instead of coming back from new zealand which was a more expensive flight i found a flight back from hawaii hawaii is a domestic destination so it required significantly less miles only 25000 miles to redeem i had already had some miles with this airline from before about 10 to 15000 that helped me so with miles i was able to purchase the flight to new zealand 
or 37, I think 70 or some change. I just rounded up to 38. And then the flight from Hawaii for, I guess, 560 or some change, so about $6. And then I had to just pay myself out of pocket the connection from New Zealand to Hawaii, which is something that a lot of people maybe wouldn't think to do. But now I have a trip that includes both New Zealand and Hawaii. And total, I paid about $330 round trip. So what you're saying is that you may not see a trip advertised for $338. You've got to really put it together piecemeal in a lot of cases and be clever and think about all of the options. And I think that's a great part of what your book is doing is sort of opening our eyes to all the different ways that we can get creative to make trips cost as little as possible. You also talk about going to Ecuador for $16, round trip to Aruba for $70, round trip to San Francisco for $22. I mean, you have a lot of uh, really great examples in the book. So tell me a little bit about flight alerts. Do you think they really work? Um, I am familiar with Scott's cheap flights. That's one that I've, I've, you know, subscribed to here and there. And so I'm wondering if that is a source for you. And also, do you recommend the premium version of any of these free uh, email alerts? Of course. I definitely think flight alerts are the best place to start if you're new to the game, if you're not really sure what you're doing. Don't just go and look for flights on like an Orbitz or Expedia or anything like that. Wait for the deals to come to you because unless you're going to the budget airline specifically, which I have a chapter about, and those airlines do have some good deals right on their homepage, um, it's better to just kind of sit back and see what's out there. So that's when I knew I was starting this around September before the year. of the 12 trips in 12 months that ended up turning into 20 trips. Um, I would just, I signed up for all the different fair alert, alert programs and I just waited to see what kind of deals are out there to get an idea of what is a good deal to where, how often are these things seen, you know, what places never pop up. And once I became more familiar with the offerings, um, I did sign up for Scott's premium list. Uh, that I signed up for for a three month trial. I figured it, I think it was like 15 bucks for three months. And I thought if this saves me money on one flight, I've got it. And it's just the three month commitment at that time. So I didn't have to really feel strapped to anything. So I gave it a fair shot at the three months and I was really impressed by the number of deals that came in. Um, I, you can filter it by airport at that level, I believe, but I don't because I like to see the deals going out of anywhere. So if there's a great deal, let's say LA to Japan that we know is one of those hard to reach destinations and you find that deal for 300 bucks round trip. I mean, I can get to LA on JetBlue from Fort Lauderdale for under 200 round trips. So that's always a connection I'd be willing to make on my own. Um, so I choose to get all of the deals. And that in and of itself really makes me, I guess, just consciously aware of the price. So if I ever went and actually paid a $1,000 or more for a flight at this point, it would really have to be to somewhere special because I see so often regularly about five times a day in my inbox, a different $500 or less fare to all over the world. Um, so that was really impactful for me just in terms of putting me in the know and giving me that 
context to be able to assess my purchases moving forward. And and also knowing about error fares. I think that's one place where flight alerts really help you. So an error fare is just let's a human error. So somebody's typing it in the system and it's supposed to be a $1,500 flight, but they leave off a one and it's $500 on the system before anybody catches it. You have a very limited window to take advantage of that error fare and with a flight alert, you can get a message straight to your inbox, to your phone, whatever it is that you set up. And then you're the, one of the first ones to know and you can really try to push and see if you can land that. That's how I ended up getting to Argentina for $320 round trip. That was the price. There was no points, no trick involved. I just went on the website and booked it for that price and it ended up being honored. Um, and so I think it, it's really useful just to be in the know. What about if you have a destination that you want to go to? Is there a system or a sort of a a purchasing process that you use when you're planning a trip? Let's say you know you want to go to Europe. Uh, How would you approach that? Definitely. So the first thing I would do is I would go and I would browse on Google Flights. So if you know that you and the reason why I like Google Flights is because it allows you a lot of flexibility and you don't really have to click on anything to see things. So First, I would specify the airport that I am departing out of. So if you know that you're looking for a flight to Europe and let's say your local airport is DC Dulles, I would put in that airport and then it allows you to put up to four other airports, usually within a 200 mile radius or so. So I might put in Baltimore, I might put in even Philadelphia, wherever it is that I felt like was easily accessible if I found a good enough deal just to see all of the rates from all of those airports. Now that you have a departure in place, you can either pick a specific destination, a specific city, or leave it broad and say, let's say you wanna go to Europe and it'll show you different sample fares around Europe or you can leave it blank altogether and just peruse the world map. So you have those options available. Then from there, you have the calendar. Now, this is where I said you don't have to click on anything. I get weary about searching too much. There's no definitive proof that, you know, um, cookies make any kind of difference in your tracking. But I just don't like to search for the same thing too much because I feel like it alerts someone somewhere and the price is going to go up. I like to do as many things as I can incognito. It sounds a little bit um, greedy or selfish, but I definitely don't share a deal with anybody else on social media if I know I'm buying it myself until I've bought and secured that ticket myself because I just don't want to bring up the demand or maybe call somebody's attention to a mistaken affair. I I like to take advantage of that as much as I can on my own. Um, And so that was that's one of the best things about about those kind of alerts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. 
Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Do you have a favorite travel credit card that you are using right now? It depends on what you're looking for. And I actually think that the ones that I'm on, I'm going to start to wean off of because a lot of the, I started off with just the initial airline-based credit cards so that I could get points on airlines that I knew flew out of places near me. They've been good. I've enjoyed them, but I would like to transfer over to a more general travel card that's not limited to one specific airline. And also when you have these cards, they usually kick in the annual fee after a year. So maybe it's not something that you want to have long-term unless it's an airline that you really are loyal with, have elite status with, you know. And for me, that's not really any of them right now. I am a big fan of JetBlue, but I, I mean, I don't know. For now, I think I'm actually going to try to switch over. So there's different kinds of them. I recommend an airline-based one if you're looking for an easy place to start. They usually have low spending thresholds to reach the bonus credit card sign-up point that they give. And you can easily tell which flights you know are going to fly in and out of your local airport. Jen, you gave me some really great tips that we're going to include on the Quick and Dirty Tips blog about flight booking myths. And one of them is that round-trip fares are best. And and that is something that I used to believe, too. But you're saying, no, you can actually get one-way fares that end up being cheaper uh, overall. How does that work? Definitely. So I love booking piecemeal. It's one of my favorite methods, not only because it allows you to parse out the cost of a trip, but because it allows you to sometimes find better deals. Um, so with regards to one-way travel, there's been studies that show that award redemption is better for one-way travel than round-trip travel. So that's that award redemption for that one-way to New Zealand that we were talking about versus my inability to find it round trip within the points value that I wanted. So that's one thing to think about. But the other thing as well, budget airlines that you can kind of mix and match. And I think people get nervous about mixing and matching airlines. And it's something to do with caution and knowing what you're doing, you know, leaving yourself enough cushion of a time for a connection, knowing how long it'll take to get checked baggage, if any. But you can really mix and match these budget airlines to take advantage of it. So maybe you find a $99 route to Iceland on Wow Air, but the flight back with them is a little bit more and the round trip will cost more than if you were to get the flight back with a separate budget airline. So that's another way. So it's really just a matter of maximizing who has the best deal. Because at the end of the day, I'm, you don't owe any airline, you know, to fly with them both ways. You really just need them for the route that you're getting there with. And sometimes they're a good round trip flight. So I don't want to say that's an absolute deal because that round trip flight to Argentina for 320, I definitely wouldn't have found anywhere near that same fare if I had been booking it individually. But that was an error fare. That was a mistake on the part of the airline. And that's kind of more common when you're trying to piece together the best prices for yourself. One-way travel can be a good way to go. You also talk about the fact that there really is not a best day 
to uh, book a trip or, or time in advance to book a trip, there used to be a lot of myths out there like, oh, if you book on a Tuesday morning, you're going to get the best, you know, the best rate. But you're saying that really does not exist, that you need to kind of throw that myth out the window. Exactly. Um, Because it is. And there have been so many studies that have tried to assess trends over time. And I think there was also like six weeks before was the optimum time to buy. But this varies so much from deal to deal. There's no one uniform time that applies to any one airline or all the airlines, you know, so it could be that there's a deal going into the weekend and all of a sudden there's a Europe sale. And because Delta started offering flights for to Europe for cheap, you know, United wanted to hop on board. And all of a sudden for those 48 hours of Saturday and Sunday, you have a little bit of a rush and, and a price drop just to compete with each other until some of those seats are booked and it balances itself again. Um, it could be any, any number of things that upset that. And so you shouldn't necessarily think that if you go, that there's going to be this magic time or, you know, because that's not the case. There could be last minute seats that, I mean, periodically, that's one of my secrets and part of how I got to LA and then San Francisco because it was a connection. These airlines send out fares periodically, Southwest, Allegiant, EasyJet, JetBlue. I've gotten emails from all of them this past couple of days alone because they're trying to sell their tickets now for April and May. Any last minute seats that they have available, they're trying to get rid of. So they're, and they're competing with each other. Southwest, I think just extended what was a three-day sale into the weekend because they want to sell those seats. Um, so really there's no, there's no telling. And I, New Zealand's not something that I would ever have waited to book until, you know, three weeks out. That is outrageous. I'm sure if I look on Google flights now, the cheapest I'll find is like $1,500, the cheapest. Um, so it really, there's no one uniform time. There's no magic button. There's no magic site. The best you can do is keep yourself in the know, be flexible and don't get discouraged. If it doesn't necessarily plan or look like you want it to look, be open to different connections, different destinations, even that you wouldn't have explored unless there was a sale there. Um, and I think that you'll really be surprised by what you find. Awesome. Jen, thank you so much for sharing these tips. I hope this is inspiring to people who are listening who think, gosh, I can't afford to travel. There really are ways to make it affordable if you're committed to figuring it out and and being a little bit clever and creative. So where can people learn more about you? Uh, You can visit my website, jenonajetplane.com. Yeah, I love your blog name, jenonajetplane.com. It's a really great site with lots of information, and I would highly recommend everyone check out your book because it's just really jam-packed with all kinds of tips and secrets, and I plan on reading every bit of it (laughs) this weekend. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Jen. appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jen. I love her tips. They've really opened my eyes to some new ways to find out how to travel for less. Thanks so much for downloading the show. Keep listening, learning, and leveraging your resources to grow richer every single day. If you want to keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. If you want to get in, just text the word dollars to the number And be sure to subscribe to my weekly email. Each week, I send out a free, short email filled with tips, tools, and recommendations that I think you might enjoy. To get it, just text GET UPDATES, no space, GET UPDATES, to the number 33444.
If you've got a money question, feedback about the show, or ideas for future episodes, you can visit lauradadams.com and email me. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, I have a really quick request. Let me know. The best way to do that is by taking a minute to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes. And the iTunes app makes it super easy to do that. When you rate and review the show, it helps us stay visible so more people can find us and they can join the Money Girl community and ultimately live richer lives. Remember that the notes for each episode plus the complete archive of podcasts are always on the Money Girl section over at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. No matter what you're a fan of, Texas has the trip for you. There's the trip to Texas and the trip. Or maybe you're the kind of fan who'd prefer a trip to Texas or a trip. Either way, go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time consuming and difficult. That's where one travel comes in. With one travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.